It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site now. We've got you uh, covered for what's happening, the latest with the NFL draft, previews, pro days, updates, uh, rankings, all that good stuff, as well as uh, updates on NFL free agency that you can track there. Here at Locked On Fantasy Football, we're in the middle of another great series, uh, so... If you missed any of the previous shows, check it out. But we're breaking down the depth charts at the offensive skill positions for every team in the league. We're doing it by conference, AFC and NFC. We just completed our look at all 32 quarterback situations over two shows, the AFC and the NFC. Now we're going to turn our attention to the running backs. So double dose there. We'll cover all the AFC teams uh, in the alphabetical order by city, 1 through 16. And we'll do that again with the NFC and again, Wide receiver and tight end around the corner as well. So a lot of good analysis here. Catch up as well if you missed anything with some of the free agency moves and uh, how teams are kind of setting up for the draft. Uh, This is your source here on Locked on Fantasy Football. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. All right, uh, let's look at running backs. Uh, and the Ravens, we know, are a good place to start. They're a very prolific running team. No more Mark Ingram. So none of that uh, mix here. It is the J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards show here going forward. Uh, Justice Hill sticking around is a good swing number three here. But Dobbins broke out with the, the touchdowns down the stretch. Uh, Edwards very involved here. So two very good backs here. Edwards figures to be the power back. Maybe cuts into the scoring a little bit. But Dobbins a good receiver. More versatile, so a lot of that lost production of Ingram is going to fall to Dobbins and Edwards. So I'd say right now Dobbins, because of Edwards' presence, is more of an RB2. And Edwards is a RB2 borderline in uh, certain leagues, but more like an RB3 flex, really. So Dobbins and Edwards, a good combination. They didn't need Ingram. They moved on from him. Good locker room presence, but just didn't have it anymore as a runner. He had a lot of wear and tear on the other side of 30, so they move on. So Hill becomes a valuable number three here for the Ravens. Let's look at the Buffalo Bills. They do have the same combination they did from last year, those later round draft picks. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, they were definitely disappointing. Part of it was Josh Allen did all the big rushing production on the ground in terms of scoring and there were pass-happy teams at time with uh, Josh Allen last year. So when Allen wasn't scrambling, he was throwing the ball around to his uh, talented wide receiver. So not a lot to be seen here. The Bills uh, had some offensive line issues, especially in the tier, shuffling it up with some injuries here. So hopefully they can get a little bit better running the ball, but uh, team belt to throw the ball a little bit more. 
They added someone to the mix. Uh, he's notable, and we thought he was going to be the starter with the Dolphins last year, playing off Jordan Howard. That didn't happen. Matt Breida, he was pretty much uh, not used at all, was hurt, and they saw Miles Gaskin as a revelation in Miami as a runner. So Matt Breida is now part of the Bills' backfield. Breida's can be annoying. We've seen his uh, role in the 49ers fluctuate, and he can play when he's hurt and all that, but again, I don't love this backfield situation at all. Singletary and Moss, we talked them up so much the past two years. The Frank Gore situation, we thought Moss could have a bigger year. They didn't use either of them that much. They were touchdown dependent, Singletary more reception, and yardage dependent. So again, pretty interesting mix. But again, I don't flock to the Bills' uh, backfield here with this uh, trio that we're looking at. With the Bengals, I think they could have an upgrade here at some point. Uh, they need to get a little bit better. The power back... They do like their Oklahoma guys, don't they? They have uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, some HP Ryan is in there. Uh, then you have uh, Travion Williams. And you also have uh, Gio Bernard still sticking around. So Mixon, Bernard, P. Ryan kind of combination. But I think the Bengals should be in the market here for a little bit of a power back upgrade. Bernard's getting a little older. P. Ryan is just a guy. Williams hasn't flashed all that much. Mixon is breaking down as well. We know. He was hurt for much of last season, so you got to hedge your bets. Mixon getting a little older. They put a lot of high volume on him. So I would think they're going to be in the market to add a uh, rookie to this mix here in Cincinnati to try to uh, further help Joe Burrow and uh, just get a body here that can run if uh, something should happen to Mixon again that isn't uh, Bernard and uh, his slowing down nature. Let's uh, go then to the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns... They gotta think about paying Nick Chubb here soon, so this thing could be tenuous here if Chubb doesn't like what he's hearing. They also have Kareem Hunt. Could they go in that direction? So Chubb and Hunt, we know how valuable they were in fantasy football as a dynamic duo on a run-heavy team here for Cleveland. Behind them, uh, not much to see here because Chubb and Hunt they keep each other fresh and that uh, helps them produce. Uh, we know Chubb went down last year. Hunt was the guy and uh, really carried the load here all around. So again. Good one-two punch uh, players here. The others are Dernis Johnson and uh, John Kelly. Remember him? He was hyped up with the Rams. He's your fourth running back for the Browns. So I don't see the Browns necessarily going after running back unless it's an indication that they're not ready to pay Chubb what he wants and uh, are satisfied with Kareem Hunt in the backfield. So something that we're going to watch there if they add a body to the mix in Cleveland. And looking at the Denver Broncos, uh, there was a big change here that we have to uh, break down. Uh, Melvin Gordon kind of uh, took over the job, uh, came over with Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator. He got a big deal there and pretty much said he was going to be the main runner. And much to the chagrin of Phil Lindsay, Melvin Gordon was the feature back. Phil Lindsay couldn't stay fully healthy. He wasn't out there consistently, but certainly they didn't give him a chance to keep uh, his 1,000-yard role from the previous two seasons in the previous regime of offense. So that was not great for Phil Blinsey. He wanted out of the situation. He is out of the situation. So now we're not sure who the backup is because you have Royce Freeman in there, but you also have Mike Boone. Remember Mike Boone? He's been pretty good with the Vikings behind that combination of Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. So he wanted a little bit of a chance to step into a better situation. I think it's it. Gordon's an older back. He's got some wear here. Freeman is in a good spot here because he's pretty versatile. He's pretty good in passing situations with his blocking and pass catching when needed. Mike Boone, a pretty good power runner that kind of fits the system well here of Pat Shermer. So 
So now your uh, depth chart, Gordon's not on top, but I think it'll be a nice battle between Boone and Freeman to see who will be the new number two here with Philip Lindsay out of Denver. All right, so there you have it. There's a look at uh, the uh, five uh, teams first off in the AFC that we're getting to the running backs. Then we'll get into our next 11 over the next uh, two segments. Uh, so stick with us here. Uh, we'll get to every team and uh, give you a full breakdown analysis there. But i got to tell you, uh, with the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Wire doer often pointless for seeming intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket. Chain stores can have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account. Log in to RockAuto.com. You'll find a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now to save and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on there. How'd you hear about us, Box, and know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We've also been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now we're there. We're here at the end to find out who is the champion, the champion, I should say, of Built Bar Madness. We've reached the end here. We've had some great contenders all week. Cookies and cream, cookie dough chunk, and mint brownie. We're here at the end, so uh, check it out there. And uh, Who won, uh, who will be winning, and you can uh, affect that at BuiltBar.com. And you can also check out Bar underscore Built on Twitter to find out more about Built Bar Madness and the championship that is here. And remember, if you want to order uh, Bill Pars, which you should be doing, it doesn't matter what flavors you get, you're going to love them all with their great flavor. It's the protein bar that uh, tastes like a dessert. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BillBar.com. Again, that promo code is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BillBar.com. Make sure you check back to see who is headed to the championship and is the new best-tasting protein bar. All right, uh, we will now continue with the show in a moment. As a programming reminder, get all the sports and news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let us continue here. The team that we uh, didn't get to as we transition to the H's is the Houston Texans. And uh, we talked a little bit about uh, one uh, fellow there, Philip Lindsay, moving on from the Broncos. Well, he signs with the Texans. So this is an interesting gathering here of uh, Texans running backs. You have David Johnson. They moved on from Duke Johnson. The number two. Right now it would be Philip Lindsay, but he also have Mark Ingram. So two casts off here in Lindsay and Ingram. They end up with Houston behind Johnson without Duke Johnson. And then you also have Buddy Howell. So interesting collection of backs here. 
They could go full committee. Lindsey could easily win this job. He's special. I, th- I think that's why he went here, knowing Johnson's durability issues and the fact that Ingram is getting older as well. So Lindsey may have landed in a great spot here to get back control of being a potential RB2 in Houston. So we'll watch that situation, but you figure with Lindsey still being a young back, Ingram being a veteran back, you have Johnson still with a good contract here that might take the Texans out of the running for running back, especially with the... Buddy Howell having some uh, good value there as a number four. In Indianapolis, uh, this uh, might sound familiar to you. So they brought back Marlon Mack, which is a surprise here for the Colts. John Taylor, the unquestioned featured back. Naeem Hines, the unquestioned uh, receiving back. I think now you look at Mack and Wilkins. I don't know if they're going to keep both those guys. Maybe Jordan Wilkins is finally an odd person out here in this mix. I think they just like Marlon Mack. His running style, pretty powerful, so... You'd think here Jonathan Taylor, if he can handle the full load, uh, run well in early downs, be a good receiver here, that Hines is that relief on third downs of those passing situations for Taylor. Maybe even less so this season as Taylor has a feature role from the get-go and uh, Marlon Mack can handle some of the early down issues. So I would expect what they're trending toward right now with Wilkins possibly being left off the depth chart in the end is a Mack-Hines committee approach here as your backup situation to Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. As we go straight down, it just happens to be we have a third AFC South team in a row. It is your Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, they got a backup here for James Robinson. His name is Carlos Hyde. He came over from the Seahawks. He was a pretty solid backup last year for Chris Carson when Rashad Penny was on the bench. So Carlos Hyde returns to Jacksonville, so... It's a re-return. It's a revenge signing, so to speak. Remember, he was at Jaguars and Chiefs and some of these other teams after the 49ers. Well, he's back in uh, Jacksonville as a veteran backup to James Robinson. Great year as an undrafted free agent. They still have the couple of DOs there behind them. That would be Dari Ogunbowala and Divine Izigbo. They're still on the roster, but Carlos Hyde is the clear-cut uh, backup. Remember his history with Urban Meyer having uh, played for him at Ohio State, which uh, certainly helps his case there. Uh, we move on to the Chiefs. Their backfield is very similar. We know that Damien Williams opted out. Well, he's opted out of the Chiefs because they did not bring him back here. So Le'Veon Bell, Damien Williams out of the mix here. So now you're down to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. One, Daryl Williams, who was the backup to CH for all of last season during his rookie year. And Darwin Thompson, he's still hanging around here for the Chiefs. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire should be in a bigger position to be a feature back and produce here. I think they need to lean on the run a little bit more, take pressure off Patrick Mahomes, uh, really help that new-look offensive line here. So Edwards-Hilaire should have a bigger role. Williams has been very valuable as a good pass protector, can catch passes, can finish off drives. So good, solid backup. They didn't need Damian Williams for that reason. So Or Le'Veon Bell, because Williams is just this... Uh, Darren Williams is just a very solid player all around for their backfield. Darwin Thompson has some juice and some upside, we know. And they like him a little bit in the return game as well. So, Edwards, Hilaire, Williams, and that's Darren Williams and Darwin Thompson, your current Chiefs depth chart at uh, running back. Now we stick in the AFC West, and let's look at the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, there was a bit of a surprise, and we don't like this at all, at all. This was our most head-scratching uh, free agency move here. The Raiders gave Kenyon Drake a good chunk of change behind Josh Jacobs. I don't know if they like to collect Alabama backs, but that's what they did. 
So you have Kenny and Drake, Josh Jacobs. That streams committee here, which is not great because Jacobs and Drake have similar skill sets. Drake is a good power runner, but so is Jacobs. Drake, I think, is a little bit overrated as a receiver. Jacobs is a little bit better in that area. But this is also confusing because they have Jalen Richard, who's a good receiver, a good change of pace back. Then they added Theo Riddick. So Theo Riddick and Jalen Richard, very similar players. Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake are very similar players. So I don't know what the Raiders are thinking, but this is not good news for Jacobs. I mean, Drake is not just that plug-and-play backup. You sign him, you invest in him, you're going to use him, and maybe they've been disappointed in Jacobs so far, but that's the way they're looking at it here with uh, Las Vegas here. More of a committee approach, and it doesn't hurt that Richard is still there to catch passes. Now Riddick could cut into that value as well for Jacobs. So, yeah, we're shaking our head and uh, not liking it, but that's the way it goes for the Raiders. The final team we'll talk about in this segment is your Los Angeles Chargers. Their backfield could be room for an upgrade. Uh, the one thing I will say is one person's out of it, Kalen Balaj. He's moved on to another team. Spoiler alert, it's another team in the AFC. We'll get to their depth chart in a moment. So they're led here, the Chargers are, by Austin Eckler. You know, Justin Jackson's still around. You have Joshua Kelly. You also have Darius Broadwell, who's a good hard knock star there at backfield. So four-person committee, Eckler is going to be the key touch man. We'll see how they change it up here with Joe Lombardi. And Joe Lombardi had uh, that Alvin Kamara sensibility. We've seen it with Theo Riddick. The back catching pass is a big deal. So Austin Eckler is going to be a big part of the offense. They're going to find the right power back to complement him. So Joshua Kelly, we'll hope that's him and he can uh, rebound there. Justin Jackson's is good, but he doesn't have that same power pop that Kelly has. Kelly just has to put it all together. Jackson a little bit more reliable there. Maybe Darius Broadwell has a bit of an opening, or they will look for a little bit of help in the draft in this new offensive system with Lombardi. All right, so there's a look at uh, six more teams and their depth charts in the AFC. We still have to wrap up with five more. We'll do that in our uh, final segment. I do have to remind you that BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, NHL, and college basketball with March Madness are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline is covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We'll be right back here to close the show looking at uh, the rest of the running back depth charts in the AFC from the Dolphins to the Titans. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, uh, five more teams to talk about. Catch you up on their backfields in the AFC. I do have to ask you, however, are you ready for the NFL Draft? Lock, join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sickle and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings analysis on the 2021 draft prospect with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. 
Follow Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's look at the final uh, depth charts here at running back. The Dolphins seem to be attached to the market of uh, drafting a running back. I don't know if there's necessarily need to do that. Miles Gaskin had a pretty good year as a borderline RB1. Went healthy and productive there. I know that was the hard thing, the durability. And sometimes that will make a team go look for a placement. So I can see them in the mood for a power back to add a little bit of explosion there in this backfield. So Miles Gaskin. For now, leads the way. Immediately moving into number two is Malcolm Brown, the former Ram, uh, the Ram swing guy. He uh, very valuable guy over the years to the Rams. Did a lot of little things right for them. So he is uh, in the mix now in this backfield. And you also have uh, Salman Ahmed and Patrick Laird. A couple of holdovers. Ahmed had a little bit of a flash there when Gaskin was hurt. And Laird uh, was a swing guy a couple years ago that they used. So he could be the odd man out in this backfield, especially if they add someone. But right now, yeah. Gaskin and Brown look like the top of the depth chart here uh, for the Dolphins. And uh, could turn into a full-blown committee, but Gaskin did look very good last year. We'll see again if they add a running back in the draft. Now, the Patriots have kind of streamlined their backfield a little bit, but it's still pretty crowded here, even without Rex Burkhead. Damian Harris is first on the depth chart, but he's the early down guy. Sonny Michelle would be the second early down guy. Brandon Bolden, his special teams work, he's still in the mix here. And James White was brought back in the fold. So it was a bit of a surprise. He really didn't connect well with Cam Newton. We thought he could end up there with the Tom Brady, with the Patriots. That didn't quite happen here for James White. So the same kind of committee approach. Harris is a swing guy that they can put in. Passing situation, Michelle is pretty much a power guy. White is pretty much a receiver. Again, Bolden is just a swing guy with the use that his primary special teamer. That's why he keeps hanging on with the Patriots. So... I wouldn't expect too much shakeup in this Patriots backfield, especially after re-signing White. They hope Harris can be as healthy as her. Michelle should be healthier from the get-go. So it can get it ugly committee-wise here in New England, that's for sure, in 2021. Now the Jets of backfield, uh, I think this has room to improve for sure. The 49ers uh, combination there took over this team. Robert Sala, the former defense coordinator of the 49ers, and the former passing game coordinator, Michael Floor. Is their offensive coordinator, so you thought they could sign a 49ers back. It was Tevin Coleman. So Tevin Coleman right now will be the top of the Jets' depth chart. That's how bleak it is. So you had Frank Gore, they'll move on. So you have Tevin Coleman, then you have Ty Johnson there, and you have Josh Adams. So this screams like the, the Jets are going to add a running back at some point. Maybe Coleman eases the burden of them trying to go after one in round one with one of their two first-rounders, the extra one acquired from the Seahawks. So... Again, the Jets uh, again, definitely could be shaking this backfield up, and uh, they should be in the market here on their radar for Najee Harris and uh, Travis Etienne and other top backs in the 2021 class. Well, we said Kalen Balage moved on to another team, signing a one-year deal, leaving the Chargers. He is now in the Steelers' backfield. So James Conner, by the way, has not been re-signed. So it doesn't look good for James Conner here. Pittsburgh uh, has said they're not going to give the workload completely to Benny Snell. You have Anthony McFarland, a speedster, change of pace back. You have Jalen Samuels, a receiving back. You have Trey Edmonds, Nayib Balaj in the mix. I think somebody might clean this up here in the draft. So look out for Harris maybe going to the Steelers in the first round. Would not surprise me. They need a, just an all-around legitimate running back here. Again, you don't like to use a first-round pick necessarily if your team like the Steelers, but 
Najee Harris is a special talent. I think that would be a good wheelhouse to look at him. You could look at Etienne as well. But the Steelers would say they have a crowd of backs, uh, five backs here. But when I say five backs with limited uh, skill sets here, I say they have no backs. So hopefully the Steelers will realize that and uh, make some changes here. But they've already admitted that Snell is not a guy that they want to give a feature workload to. Ideally, he's just a limited uh, power back here, not exactly an all-around receiving back. And that's what you would get with Harris. He would fit their style there for Matt Cannon and this new offense, but also have some running ability to... Uh, get loose and show some uh, juice here in the passing game. And finally, let's look at the Tennessee Titans again. Darrington Evans, remember we talked him up as a good rookie backup out of Appalachian State for Derrick Henry. Well, Evans wasn't healthy at Jeremy McNichols there, former uh, Buccaneer. He's in the mix. So Evans and McNichols are your two backups to Derrick Henry right now. So maybe... The Titans will look for a bit of an upgrade there, but Evans didn't really get a chance to get going. I think he could be a special change of pace back with some power tendencies here for Tennessee if he can stay healthy, but it's going to be key for him to stay healthy or there's going to be no clear-cut handcuff situation here for Derrick Henry. McNichols, again, got some playing time last year, but uh, that's how you look at it. They're in Tennessee, Henry, Evans, and McNichols as our final uh, AFC depth chart uh, there. All right, so there you have it. There's the running back updates and analysis for the AFC here, uh, transitioning from NFL free agency to the NFL draft. We'll do all this again with the NFC tomorrow, so uh, check out that show. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Fantasy Football. This is Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and uh, we'll uh, continue with our depth chart updates on tomorrow's show. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.